0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Accounting Firm Podcast. Are you struggling to grow your accounting firm? Not anymore. This is where you get actual insights every week into how to scale your firm. Each week, we will spend 15 minutes interviewing actual accounting firm owners, just like you, so you can learn how they overcame the biggest challenges that you will face when growing your firm. Let's get started. Hey everybody. Today, we are talking to Josh Streamer about their process for finding, vetting, and hiring talent in this tough labor market. Josh is a partner at Streamer and Flussburg PA. They have been in business for over 30 years with a team of 17 currently, and they currently serve over 1,500 clients. Josh, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Are you ready to get started?
1: Let's do it.
0: Perfect. So. Josh, to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit about the firm, what y'all do, and what you're all about?
1: So, uh, we are a small accounting firm that's located in South Florida. Uh, we don't have a specialty necessarily, but we provide uh, personal income tax returns as well as corporate tax returns and accounting services for the South Florida community. Uh, as you mentioned in the intro, we've been around for the past 30 years. Uh, and our firm has exponentially grown really over the past 10 or so years, uh, where we've grown from an office of about eight or nine people up to 17. And I know that today's topic is on uh, employment and uh, and the uh, difficulties we deal with. So I'm excited to jump into today's uh, topic of conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that introduction. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this topic as well. Uh, because I think it's an issue a lot of space are facing, us, especially in today's current job market. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your recent experience and the challenges that you all have faced?
1: So, uh, absolutely. So we have definitely gone through our share of uh, the difficulties of uh, finding new staff members. Uh, what we've come to notice or learn uh, just within our firm is that it seems like we'll go through hiring waves. Uh, where we'll maintain uh, the same team or staff members or the the same core of staff members uh, for about uh, three to five years. And then we'll have people that interchange along the way. Um, that's not to say that we don't retain uh, talent within our firm. We've mm-hmm. actually had staff members that have been with us for over 10 years. So uh, this past year just seemed to be one of those waves where, uh, we had some staff members who uh, found different opportunities uh, that they wanted to explore. So uh, we were on the hiring trail in the middle of the, uh, the great walkout or the uh, great resignation as it's being posed out there in the uh, job market. So it was definitely an interesting uh, past six months after uh, we finished up with tax season. And uh, it is definitely not easy finding uh, good talent, but more importantly, quality talent. So when we find someone, we really try and do our best to uh, make a good impression upon them and then, uh, you know, make sure that they're a good fit for what we're looking for and the same for them.
0: Interesting. So when you have a, a role to fill, where are you going to find this talent? Where are you posting it? Are you doing anything to make your firm stand out? Yeah, so uh, we have a fairly standard uh, job posting where we'll go on
1: ZipRecruiter or we'll go on Uh, indeed, to post our job uh, openings, whether it's for the staff accountant position or the administrative roles. Um, I think that it is a mixed bag as far as finding talent, because you never know what that person is really going to be on the other side of Mm -hmm. a resume. So uh, our process kind of starts out with us posting, uh, um, posting the job on one of those two websites, if not both and then uh, kind of waiting a few days, and then from there really kind of determining uh, what candidates have or haven't applied and sorting through those candidates. And then candidates that we're interested in will uh, receive a phone screening from us. Uh, During that phone screening, we'll go over some of the basics as far as what their current abilities are, what they're looking for, in terms of uh, their own personal growth, and of course, uh, everyone's favorite topic of conversation when they're interviewing is compensation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what we've found is that asking people fairly early on in the process about their um, their requirements or their requests as far as compensation uh, is fairly important because we have some people that uh, we've had in the past where we get really far into a conversation and then they tell us that they're way out of our uh, budget and it kind yeah. of ends up being, you know, a, a bit of a waste for both parties. So we try and, uh, tackle those awkward conversations right from the beginning. And then really from there, we really just try and get a good idea of that person's character, uh, and you know, where they're
0: at from a morals uh, point of view. That's what we're really going for in a candidate. I love that. I think, you know, that's, that's the thing I see a lot. And I think it saves people a lot of time when looking for talent or going through the hiring process. You know, you can get a lot of app- applicants and if, to do interviews with all these, app- multiple interviews and go through this process with multiple people can be very time consuming. And then to get to the end of it and figure out you're just way far off on compensation uh, on, you know, what they're looking for. So I have heard a really good tip is to kind of get that conversation really early in the discussion and be very upfront and visible because it can save everyone a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we do, where we try and get that knocked out right right in the beginning, right during that
1: uh, initial phone screening. Um, from there, if a candidate kind of falls within the budget that we have in mind for that position, uh, we'll move forward with sending them a uh, an email with a couple of uh, items that we want them to fill out Uh, one of them is a little bit more uh, job specific uh, job application where we ask them uh, most importantly about some of their prior work experience and we ask for some references that we can follow up on Uh, one of the big things that we learned of. going through this process uh you know over the years is to make sure that we ask the candidate if it's okay to contact contact those references just because we don't want to contact a current employer if that current employer doesn't know that they're looking or whatever the case may be Uh, from there we also end up sending the candidate a communication test uh, and it's a simple 10 question uh, a or b type test where uh, it will hopefully go through and uh, give us a little bit more of an indication as far as methods of communication that an employee would prefer uh, yeah. when they're receiving uh, direction or they're receiving feedback uh, just or just in general. Uh, and then the final test is one that we actually only send to our accounting uh, applicants, and that accounting test is a really short 4 question test uh, test or quiz, if you wanna call it. And what we do is we provide the candidate with a trial balance, a test trial balance, of course, uh, with uh, a client information redacted or anything like that. And then actually what we end up doing is, uh, three of the questions are really, really straightforward. And it's just to make sure that the person actually says that they can do accounting. The -hmm. fourth question Mm -hmm. is actually uh, a little bit of a trap uh, where that question isn't necessarily straightforward. Um, And then from there, uh, it's really kind of up to the candidate where they can go one of two directions with that answer. Uh, And it's not to say one is more right than the other, but we're always interested to find out what that candidate's mindset is. Uh, Another part of that is we want to see if the candidate even brings it up to us during the process. Uh, so what will end up happening is after we send them that onboarding, that um, that uh, initial email with the information, we have a, a follow-up Zoom interview at this point, or uh, in non-COVID years, it would be in person. Uh, and we actually discuss that quiz that they end up taking, and we end up bringing up that question that is uh, intentionally there to throw them off. Uh, some of the times someone will, you know, uh, you know, cold us, "Oh no, there was no problem with it. You know, I got through it fine. Others will start to crack a little bit and they'll say, yeah, I, I had a little bit of an issue with it. I didn't understand. So that's just something where it's, it's getting to learn that person's personality and kind of learn where they're at, uh, within, you know, just resolving a problem. And that's really one of the big things that we try and, uh, find out during that interview process, because. A resume is very impressive, but really seeing how someone's going to interact in day-to-day is very difficult to judge just through a phone call or an actual in-person interview. So we really try and get a good idea of, uh, of how the candidate is going to react in a real-world situation.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, I think it's, you know, a lot of firms use like a proficiency test to really test their accounting knowledge, but the way you kind of have that twist on it to really better understand the personality and how they react in certain situations, I think is, is so key. And a lot of people don't do, I mean, you know, you can teach them everything they need to know about accounting, but it's, I think it's really vital to hire based off the mindset, right. You know, yeah. go get her attitude. If they can do really good at problem solving, or even like you talked about the communication test, <laughs> how they communicate, People communicate differently and you want to make sure the way you communicate and they communicate is aligned uh, with the firm. Uh, Correct. Really great that you do all of that. I think that's a great tip. Yeah. We, most importantly, what we end
1: up telling just about every candidate that we end up interviewing is that we're our, our, the most important thing that we take away from the interview is a candidate's character, because we will take someone that has a higher moral character uh, that may not be as proficient in performing a task over someone that is more proficient in performing that task but has more questionable character issues or character flaws because we really want to try and uh progress with someone that is going to show up every day with the right attitude is going to be a positive person within the office and also you know kind of fit into our office culture Uh, we think that we have a great staff and everyone gets along really well and, uh, you know, we really don't want to break that up. So what we end up telling uh, candidates is, you know, we're going to spend 40 hours a week together. We, we try and make it enjoyable with the, the group that we have.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's something I heard a while back that always stuck with me when it comes to hiring. And uh, you want to look for the, uh, the right person and the right seat. Uh, so you kind of want to make sure not only are they good for the job, but they're going to fit with the culture because, you know, cultures can clash and it can cause issues. A lot of Absolutely. time. Yep. So thanks for that. Um, next thing I want to jump into is after you hire them, right? So they go through the process, mm-hmm. they've accepted the job. Do you do anything to really set them up for success when through the onboarding process? Yeah, absolutely so actually just to touch on it from
1: a little bit from the administrative point of view and to uh, give uh, financial sense a little bit of a shout out here uh, once we once we do give uh, once we do decide to make an offer to a candidate uh, actually what we've learned is that we've set up a we've set up templates and pro, uh, as a project within fin- within financial sense to go through the onboarding process just because uh, there's a lot of different details whether it's setting up uh you know passwords for their email account or their financial sense account or whatever it may be to uh, going through the actual payroll onboarding process and obtaining the right documents or issuing them a key things like that uh, it becomes really cumbersome so what we've learned is that by utilizing the financial sense program to actually list everything out it has been a lifesaver because we're not worrying about okay did we forget to do this or did we do this we have everything listed out Um, To going into the candidate's actual first day when they arrive, everything is already done at that point. So they're already set up. We know uh, if there is anything that is outstanding that we need from them uh, after we go through the uh, checklist within Financial Sense. Um, And then from day one, what we end up doing is we have one of our staff members uh, assigned to taking that uh, that new team member uh through the office and basically their their main responsibility at that point is to train that person and onboard them so it can be from the simplest of tasks to walking the person around the office and introducing them to everyone uh showing them our break room and where to get coffee from and where the bathrooms are to actually teaching them the day-to-day information and going through Uh, each step that we have in our manual on how to perform tasks and things of that nature, and then just going from there. So we always have one point of contact this way. The new candidate isn't worried about getting about learning, you know, five different things from five different people. It's one person, one contact. And then as they start to integrate within the office, they slowly start to warm up to everyone else and they'll start opening up or uh, you know, just generally asking questions amongst the group and you know, kind of seamlessly uh, working their way in with everyone.
0: That's great, I love that. That's really helpful advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I think that's a good place to stop our topic. Are you ready to jump into the five quick fire questions? Let's do it. Perfect, so if you could go back in time, uh, what is a single piece of advice you would give yourself or when starting a firm or running a firm? Uh, always do the right thing. So
1: I, I definitely learned this uh, very early on. And uh, I believe it's the single uh, best, piece, best piece of advice that I've received. Um, I believe, you know, going forward and just going into every day with that attitude and that mindset uh, is, is the best way to go about it, whether it's dealing with uh, clients, staff members, or just outside vendors.
0: Doing the right thing by someone can never, can never uh, be something wrong. What trait do you, th- uh, do you think is important to be a successful firm owner? Uh, I think that there's three. Uh, and I'm going to say honesty,
1: patience, and uh, trustworthiness. So in our industry, clients and staff members rely on us to always have their best interest in mind. Uh, Figuring out how to relay that honest feedback is uh, maybe a question for a different podcast, Mm
0: -hmm. but I think
1: that we should always maintain uh, accurate and honest feedback, whether it's for the client or it's for a staff member. Uh, Patience is truly a virtue, and in my eyes, Uh, pertinent to any successful business owner. Uh, As the owner, we may see the problem and we may have the vision to fix that process or that specific issue, but sometimes it's going to take time to actually get through it or to transition into something new. Uh, And You just have to go with the flow sometimes and uh, learn to (laughs) take a deep breath. Uh, the, the last trait is uh, trustworthiness. It's the most important trait for us as owners, uh, because if your client or your team uh, can't trust you, uh, you know, what do you really have? So uh, I, I definitely uh, hold those three virtues or traits to be uh, a success for any business owner.
0: Okay, great. Um, so what is a software tool within your firm's tech stack that you feel like you guys couldn't live without? Uh, at this
1: point it's definitely financial sense i mean it is it is, it is definitely uh it, in a shameless plug i'll definitely tell you that everyone in our office has really been able to integrate into using financial sense on a day-to-day basis it gives our management staff the opportunity to see who's working on what and in uh what order they're working on items it also gives us a chance to see what questions our staff has on certain items Uh, And most importantly, it keeps everyone on the same page. So at any point in time, if someone needs to shift something to another staff member or someone else needs to pick up where someone left off, they have very clean notes that are all in one specific location. So uh, over the past year or two, we have definitely integrated into uh, making financial sense our life here at the office.
0: That's great. I love hearing that your team is enjoying it. Thank you for that. what is your favorite accounting resource? Where do you go to learn anything and everything accounting? Book, book uh, blog, group, anything. So uh, there's actually a accounting uh,
1: forum that's out there uh, that's on Facebook. And I, I don't have the name of it, uh, unfortunately. Maybe it's something I can uh, give to you and you can share with the uh, podcast afterwards or you can share in a link. Uh, but it's just kind of a general forum for accountants to uh, post updates in. Uh, Throughout the past year or two years, going through uh, the Paycheck Protection Program and the Employee Retention Credit, there was a lot of information that was posted within this group that was uh, hugely helpful to us in terms of uh, disseminating the information as it came through and then how to utilize it by either uh, relaying that information to our team for them to then utilize uh, in practice or for us to go back to our clients and relate back to the clients as far as what they need to do to obtain those funds uh, or just go about uh, whatever it may be for those different opportunities.
0: Great. So lastly, is there anything that you or your firm is working on that you'd like to talk about or promote to our audience?
1: Nope, there's nothing out there.
0: Uh, If anything, I guess what I want to
1: do in my final word is just thank my entire team more than anything else uh, showing up to work every day is just great because I know that I have the support and I have everyone, uh, coming in with, you know, the attitude of, you know, we're all in it together. And that's really what I look for. So, uh, you know, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast and, uh, most importantly, I the team at Streamer and Flussburg for everything that they do and making us as successful as we are.
0: Well, thank you, Josh, for joining us this week. This is a great interview. I think our audience is going to love it, and I can't wait to share it with them. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go write a review. This will help other firms just like you find our podcast so they can get insights into how to grow their firm. See you next week.